And welcome back to the For Film Play Podcast, everybody. My name is Brandon Ashidi, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be talking about our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. But before we do any of that, let's do the catch-up. Yo, have you seen this show... It's, I don't know what channel it comes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Netflix, but my daughter's been here for the summer, mm-hmm. and I've been hearing this on a loop over and over. Hey, Jesse, it feels like a party every day. Uh, hey, Jesse. Have you heard this? I think so, yeah. They, I, I have little cousins, too. So. Oh, man. It's like, I feel like she's she has to be some type of breakout superstar, because the only show that I recognize that she was watching before this was like four or five years ago, and it was... I know you see somehow the world may live me and oh, feel so wonderful. You know what, whatever that is. I know that one. What the fuck live is that? Live life, breathe air. Mm. I know sometimes we're gonna get there and feel so wonderful. Uh, I know you, that. You know what I'm yeah, yeah, I absolutely know that. It's it's one like that's the the song that one like I. It was huge. So, I mean, you know that song, too, so it was every fucking where. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely heard that song, like, like on purpose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it was like, now it's like she's watching this Jesse show, and then, like, after hearing this episode, like, the, the, the theme song so many times, I'm like, how many goddamn episodes of this is there? So, I went on there, and I'm like, oh, there's only four seasons. So, I mean, right. this has got to be over pretty soon. But then you go, how, how many episodes in each season? I mean, uh, in each season? Yeah. 25, 25 episodes. episodes. Yeah. There are over 100 episodes, and it's only four seasons. It's is that a Disney show? It's a Disney show, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Disney fucking, fucking does that all the time. I, it is insane. And so I'm like, this this girl that I, that we're watching on there, she's like 14 or something like that. But you have a you have four seasons and a hundred episodes out of this kid. So by the time she's 17, 18 years old, we're already done with you, and we have over a hundred episodes worth of material while you're inside that teenage area that we really it's like. Just like like five years, we're gonna push everything we can out of you. <laughs> yep. We're gonna drain your youth. Yeah. You're gonna get out of here, and then you're gonna do drugs and fucking crash and burn. And you might be either Lindsay Lohan, mm-hmm. Britney Spears, and mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus, and we don't know which one it's gonna be. No. Nope. You're gonna figure it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do they have any success stories? Uh, Victoria Justice has done pretty well. She hasn't gone crazy. All right. Um, Ariana Grande also hasn't gone crazy. Okay. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. That's uh, Hillary the, uh, Duff. Hillary Duff. No, I, oh, God, yeah. I had a, such a big crush on fucking Hillary Duff. I didn't until I last week. Have, did you see a picture of her she last week? She looks amazing. Cakes, man. man. Straight cakes. <laughs> Happy birthday. She looks gorgeous mm-hmm. right now. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Those cakes, bro. <laughs> Straight cakes. Y'all should look that up. Y'all got the power of the internet. Yeah. Hillary Duff cakes. She looks animated. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Animated. <laughs> but yeah, no, Disney does that. Disney mm-hmm. just like gets a new star, fucking works her for five years, yeah. six years, and goes like, yeet, and then like, get another one. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. What have uh, you been up to? I have been... I worked, like, like I've, I took, like, a week and a half of work, mm-hmm. and then I went over there, and uh, just, I hate, I realize how much I, like, hate working with some people. Okay. Like, I hate when I tell someone to do something, because mm-hmm. someone told me to tell them to do something, mm-hmm. and they ask me the questions. <laughs> it's just like, no, I don't, I'm just relaying the message. Yeah. You see, you saw me talk to this person. Mm-hmm. You, we made eye contact as I talked to the other person. Yeah. And then I have walked over to you and told you, hey, this person told me to tell you to do this thing. Don't ask me the questions. I have no idea 
what I usually do. I'm just relaying a fucking message. I mean, though, I mean, I, I don't like that either. But that's like simp- simple worker bee mentality. Because yeah. as a person, if like someone comes to me and says, "Hey, this person said they want you to do this," so automatically the middle person that said that, I don't have any interest in talking to you at all. Yeah. Like I want to talk to the actual person. So it's like I wouldn't be coming back to you. I would go to the person. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like fucking saying you want the information. Like go to the source, and it's like, no, I'm I saying. think I'll go back and forth with you all day. <laughs> but, like, and, I, and I had a, and I had a moment because I knew he was doing it just to take the piss because mm-hmm. people at the school have this certain mentality mm-hmm. that you. You kind of just know each other yeah. before doing your job. Art school. Which, yeah. mm, mm. Uh, so he just started asking me like dumb questions. And I was just like, what do you mean? What are you going to do? Yeah. It's like, to, whatever he said that you got to do, that's what you got to do. Yes. It's like, well, I don't have the badge. Your badge works. Mm. Well, I don't know what room it is. It's 213. Mm. <laughs> and then he looked at me and then he said, you know, you can be a real asshole sometimes. And I'm like, what the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, last Friday, last Thursday, I got annoyed at work, mm. and I don't think that kid likes me. So and what? I don't. So what? Yeah. So what? Just <laughs> whatever, man. Fucking work. I I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> being I mean, nice. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Like I'm not. I feel like that way in uh, just anything in general. Like yeah. if you're a good person and you do the things you're supposed to do, then yeah, I fucks with you. Yeah. If you don't, then you're a piece of shit. Like that's whether <laughs> I'm working with you or just just in general public just hanging out. Yeah. But uh, like I'm really good at ignoring people. Yeah. I'm really good at just being ambivalent or like dismissive about people. Yeah. And then every once in a while, some little fucking guy yeah. walks in like a and just fucking <laughs> looks at you mm. and just makes you angry. Mm. Like you look at him and you're just like, ah, fuck that guy. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel a lot of the time when I'm mm. working with people. But apart from that, I'm doing great. All right. I'm doing awesome. Uh, I, I've realized recently uh, that I don't like to be put on a pedestal. Oh, no. Uh, no, this is a thought that's been in my head. For like three, four weeks. Yeah. I hate being put in pedestals. I think it's awkward. I hate it. I don't like it. Don't do it. Yes. I'm not amazing. Uh, someone told me, it's like, oh, you're, you're amazing. And I was just like, I'm not. I'm like, I might not hurt anyone on purpose, mm. but I might trip a kid if he's running around the, the house. I might fucking make him eat shit. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not great. I'm not good. I won't kill you, but I'm, I'm decent. All sure. right. I'm just great. Don't put me on a pedestal. No. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. Don't deserve it. It's weird. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how to handle it when people do it either. Oh, it's, like, it's just like, oh, you, mm. no. I mean, it's, it's just like a like it's, if I'm giving a compliment, like in in, in that in that way, then uh, my first thing is automatic thank you, thank you so much. Like I look right. them, look them in the eye, and then I say thank you so much. I really <laughs> appreciate that. But if compliments continue after that, then I don't know what to do. For yeah, that. yeah. I become very bashful and just like, it's, okay, just stop that whenever you want to. <laughs> It's like, listen, I, I, I get it. Just, just fucking please stop. I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. Uh, that's been in my head for like four weeks. I don't, it's, it's fucking weird whenever it happens. Mm. And I hate it. I'm like, you should, you should probably read my diary. You think I'm that great of a person. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Just like hang out in here for a bit. Hang out in my head for a bit. Yeah. And see how much that fucking changes. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I've been so ambivalent. I started playing, like I've been playing Persona and that's mm-hmm. it. Just enjoy. I start school again on Monday. Yeah. I don't want to do it. My schedule is garbage. It's oh. fucking trash. Mm. I got a night class on Monday mm. and a morning class on Tuesday, yeah. followed by work, and then another night class on Tuesday. Yeah. I want to kill myself. <laughs> it's just awful. Yeah. It does suck. I don't like. I don't like it. I'm. I'm upset. Yeah. <laughs> the um. We we had something happen over the past 
like three weeks or maybe a month now mm-hmm. that uh, me and uh, me and Tessa has been dealing with at, at the house, and it, it brought me to like a larger issue that I want to flesh out a little bit. <laughs> All right, so um, it's the issue is class versus race, you okay. know, class versus like actual race. Yeah. All right, so um, where, where we live at on my street, we live in a cul-de-sac, and like right at the end of the cul-de-sac, pretty much. And uh, wonder we're black, you know, we have right. two uh, black neighbors, and then the other. 11 neighbors are Hispanic, I believe. Right. You know, and they're, they're super chill. It's like the things that I do enjoy, like they'll, they'll play their music all the time, all right. the time, like morning time, nighttime, daytime, anytime, all the time. <laughs> and, 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 but it's like celebratory. It's just not like, oh, like, like, like if it was country music and it was just like depressing or, yeah. you know, just talking about how their cat died and their, their wife was leaving them and let me go drink another bottle of alcohol. Like, I, I don't know if I could deal with that all day, but like all their music is very celebratory and it's, yeah. it's lively. So it's just like, I'm like, okay, like, that's cool. So, so that, that's, that was an issue, and that might be an issue for some people if that was your neighbor, but not yeah. for me. They had the um, they have roosters and livestock, yeah. <laughs> basically. So it's a suburban ass neighborhood, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like a lot of those things I could I can deal with. And um, but but recently, um, it wasn't an issue for you. Might have gotten there after it happened at the party we had. Mm-hmm. But um, with our neighbors, they like to put their cars. Anywhere they want on the street, yep. on the on on either side of the road, and block off traffic to the end of the cul-de-sac. Now, the day that we were having a party, there were there were some people. One of our neighbors just parked their cars in a way that traffic couldn't get through, mm-hmm. and it was like, "What the hell?" So we're going from house to house, figuring out which one it is. It took hours to get this thing moved. All right. Now, fast forward to last week. And they have this like eighteen wheeler type truck, but the bed isn't on it, you know. But it still takes take up a That's lot of space. Massive, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they parked it directly in front of my driveway and my neighbor's driveway across the street. And they're trying to tow this super, like this F one fifty truck that has no uh, no engine in the front of it. Because, like I said, they they just fix cars and do whatever they have. There's like right. four or five cars that just doesn't even drive that that are just sat there, but they're all parked on the side and they're just taking up freaking space, you know. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Now, um, so this 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 truck is right in front of the uh, the driveway, and it's trying to tow this this F one fifty truck out of the area. I assume, you know. Right. Now, part of one one part of me is like, this is fucking inconsiderate as shit. Like, you parked your little tow your your rig, rigged up tow truck. It's not even an actual tow truck. It's right. something that they're making into a tow truck that they put a ramp onto, and then they took like a couple of um, a whole bunch of, like four by fours, four four by four like wooden planks, and yeah. put it under it, and then put another truck. Oh my god. Push that truck onto the back of that that truck. That's like asking for something to break. It's just a whole bunch of like yeah. shenanigans, you know. But it's like in one part of my mind, I'm like, all right, this is the most inconsiderate shit ever because you're blocking my driveway totally, 100% blockage of the driveway. Right. So if I decided that I wanted to get out, there's no way of me getting out of my own driveway. Right. But the other side of my head is like, okay, they're getting rid of a piece of shit that's been sitting over here and taking up space. So maybe after they move this truck, there's going to be more area for everybody to park and not have to deal with all of this shit. So it's like, so I, I kind of let, just let up, let it go for a while. So I'm like, I'm not going to get upset until I actually need to leave and need, you know, <laughs> you know, because right right now I'm, I'm I'm upset in my mind because I can't leave if I want to, but I don't actually right. want to go anywhere. Have to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I do, when I do have to go somewhere, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> All right, so uh, so so Tessa, she calls me. She was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm on the way home. Like, yeah, some some bullshit going on out here." And um, so she, so I went out there and I talked to him. Like, hey, my lady's about to come home. I need you guys to hurry this shit up and get done with. Mm-hmm. And there's like five or six of them out there, and all of them looked at me as if I'm annoying them. 
and as if they don't speak English. Right. And I know... Which they do. Of course you goddamn do. You know, you're you're here doing work. You know enough English to... you, know, you know, you know, English. you know, you know, but the only person that's acknowledging me at all is like the youngest person there mm-hmm. who, who's like a school age type of kid, like 13, 14, 15 or something like that. Poor kid. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, no, we'll, we'll be done in a second. I'm like, OK, well, I'm, I'm just saying that my girl's going to be here soon and you got to move this shit. And then it's just like, oh, whatever. Like they never even acknowledge me except for the kid. Right. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, do they not think that I could just call the police right now? <laughs> you know? Like, like yeah. straight up. It's like, I mean, if, if we if, I bet if they came down here that all of your cars aren't legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's like, totally. I, bet you, I bet you there's some not legit shit happening that you would not want the police down here for. And it was just like, why you're, you're just going to like brush me off. Like, like number one, I couldn't call the police if I wanted to, or just whoop your goddamn ass, you know, because you're, <laughs> you are right in front of my property. So it's like, I'm, I'm upset about that. So I go back inside, and about 20 minutes later, Tessa comes down the road. The street is blocked off. Can't get anywhere near the house. She right. parks her car in the middle of the road, just parks it right there. And she's like, no, what the fuck? She goes directly to the people, and I come outside to go yeah. out there with them. And it was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Y'all got to move this shit. And it was like, no, no, we're sorry, we're sorry. Like the, the same guy. And he was right. like, no, we're sorry, we're, gonna move. we're moving five minutes. Just five, five minutes. And then she was like, okay, five minutes. <laughs> and then she walks in, and she was like, I'm calling the police after five minutes. And I was like, all right. So we go inside, and she, she's like uh, giving the, the animals food you know, because she just got in from work five o'clock right. or whatever. And um, we wait five minutes. And after about four minutes or so, I look out the window and the kid is riding a goddamn hoverboard. Oh, oh. The kid is riding a goddamn hoverboard, Brian. <laughs> Nobody is doing any more. Well, like the truck is basically on the thing now to where yeah. you could just drive off. And it's one person like just standing there and another person riding a hoverboard. That's so, Hispanics for you. So at this point, I am pissed the fuck off. <laughs> and I go back to Tessa, and I'm like, yo, they're, they're riding a goddamn hoverboard. Like, completely disrespectful of everything. Right. And she was like, those goddamn beaners. <laughs> and that's, and, this, and this, is where the, this is where the story is. This is what I wanted to talk about. Class versus race. Now... When when she when she said goddamn beaners like it automatically like triggered something was like oh why'd you why'd you say that yeah <laughs> you know what the fuck? why'd you say that and, and and it was because she was up she's upset she was yeah. like you know we have we have our Hispanic neighbors and they're doing stuff deliberately to, to fuck with us and it's pissing her off right. so she immediately went to Oko goddamn beaners mm-hmm. so then I, I thought from like sixty years ago you know class versus race sixty years ago say this is an all white neighborhood right. completely white. And then there's a couple of black people. They came upon a, a, just enough money to own their own house, mm-hmm. and they move into this white neighborhood. The white neighbors, they might be good people. Probably are good people, you know, just yeah. like myself or whatever, you know. And they was like, yeah, they, they play their, their, their hip-hop rap music or whatever, you know. But it sounds all right. You know, not a big deal, yada, yada. I don't really care about that. But then they did this, 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 and this. Goddamn niggers. <laughs> you know, as, and, 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 and that's the thing. It's like it has nothing to do with, like, the color of my skin is it's the class. Yeah. Like the, the people, the, my, my Hispanic neighbors are classless. Yeah, they they don't have class. And it has nothing to do with what color their skin is. Yeah. You know? it, the, the, the racing is just sort of becomes like an add-on to, to this idea. To, yeah. Just like to hurt because yeah. you're upset about you're something. Upset. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I deal with that shit fucking constantly. Yeah. I hate having Hispanic neighbors. Uh, because they, I'm Hispanic, so they think I'm automatically on their oh, fucking them. side. Yeah. I'm just like, no, you're fucking garbage right now. <laughs> Go back to eating your pupusas and like your fucking horchata. What is a pupusa? It's uh, it's like it's fucking delicious, All by right. the way. All right. <laughs> but it's just like a bread that they just marinate in sauce and they oh. fill with meat and sour cream. 
and oh. cheese, and it is fucking amazing. I think it's Venezuelan or Equatorian. Mm. It's delicious. Right. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Bro, that's that. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> bread soaked in sauce. What? Yeah, and stuffed with meat. Oh, I'm sorry. But it's go, it's go, like go. red and like shit. It's good. It's great. All right. Uh, but I hate having Hispanic neighbors because mm. they think I'm on their side. Yeah. And then I'm not. So mm. then I'm the asshole. Yeah. In the neighborhood, because I'm the one Hispanic person <laughs> that fucking acts white all the time. Mm. I'm just like, how about? That's no, just, no, 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 no. Not acting white. Acting civilized. Right. You, you know, that's the thing. Well, I, I said that in, in their words. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. like, that's what that's they, what they would say. Yeah. 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 It's like acting white. I'm yeah. just like, how about you just fucking be like a normal human no being yeah. and like, not be, nice. be an asshole? Maybe yeah. then we wouldn't have a problem, you yeah. fucking beaner. Yeah, I, I, but definitely apart from like race versus class, it's definitely yeah. like a, like an economic thing. Cause yeah, these people have been working since they were twelve or thirteen. Yeah, yeah. so I never got the chance to be like get an education in a place that yeah. bought this kind of thing. Yeah, so they just kind of do bleh, whatever, do whatever they do. They, yeah, yeah, and that fucking sucks. Hell yeah, it does. So it's, what happened? Did they move the fucking thing? They finally the moved. They finally moved the shit. Like Tessa went out there and just full angry black woman. Like she was like, "All right, y'all want to do some beaner shit? I will show y'all some nigga shit." And she went full like black man on that ass <laughs> and they moved it like you should have seen how quick they moved, they moved it, it yeah. like, like they didn't like there's a thing like even if you don't understand English like you understand energy yep and, and you know so it's like the first time it's like you can see our body language is kind of like alright but the third time when she came out there like they they knew that energy <laughs> <laughs> they knew we have to get the fuck out of here yes immediately this woman's gonna stab us in the kidney yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, that's 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 what happened. Besides that, we have Fourth of July. I guess we can acknowledge oh, that. Oh fuck yeah, Fourth yeah, of July. I did nothing. You I didn't do anything. I no, I I didn't go to the party because I fucking fell asleep. Oh well, shit. Yeah, I got invited yeah. and and I and I just fell asleep. Okay. <laughs> I was cuddling my cat because he was scared, and then I was yeah. just like, all right, I guess I'm gonna chill here. And then yeah. I woke up at fucking the fifth of July. Sheesh. But yeah, that happened. It was a good time though. Yeah, it was, yeah, it must have been fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we're done with the catch up. Uh, we're gonna cut it. We're gonna talk about our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, hell yeah! Like this guy's this vodka too. Yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> is just regular orange juice. Guys, like yeah, right. right. Get out of here, fucking alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, and welcome back, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes. Uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming is uh, listed as PG-13, came out this year, 2017, listed as a fantasy science fiction film, two hours and 13 minute runtime. The rundown is, thrilled with, by his experience with the Avengers, young Peter Parker returns home to live with his Aunt May. Under the watchful eye of mentor Tony Stark, Parker starts to embrace his newfound identity as Spider-Man. He also tries to return to his normal daily routine, distracted by thoughts of by provoking himself to be more than just a friendly neighborhood spider or superhero. Peter must soon put his powers to the test when the evil vulture emer emerges to threaten everything that he holds dear. Uh, the director is John Watts. The writer, there's like six or seven writers listed on this thing, but it turned out all right. Uh, Tom <laughs> Holland plays Spider-Man and uh, Peter Parker. Michael Keaton plays the Vulture. Robert Downey Jr. reprises his role as Iron Man. Marissa Tomei plays May Parker. John Favreau plays Happy Hogan. Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts. Zendaya as Michelle. Mm -hmm. uh, Donald Glover as Aaron Davis, Hannibal Burris as Coach Wilson. Got them right. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, I was I I wasn't uh, I wasn't expecting much of it. We talked about it, mm -hmm. 
and I was not expecting anything you were not, out however. of this movie. I was yeah. just going to go watch it, mm. and hopefully it's good. Yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Very good. This movie was not only good, mm. but it knew what it wanted to be. Yeah. As, as opposed to like previous Spider-Man iterations. Yeah. Uh, specifically the Andrew Garfield ones. They're fucking trash. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen I haven't seen all of those Andrew. Were there three of those? There two. Okay, I've, I've seen one. They were of gonna those. make three. Yeah. And then there was like, wow, this made no money. They they had the uh, the Jamie Fox one, and I was like, okay, I'm yeah, done. that was the second one. Okay, yep, didn't do that. They oh. were they were trash. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'll so, take your word for that. <laughs> <laughs> but but like Spider-Man Homecoming mm. is arguably the best Spider-Man movie we've gotten. Or, it's, yes. it's pretty good. Like yeah. I like I, I have a soft spot for the Sam Raimi ones. Yes, the first one, the first Tobey Maguire one, like mm-hmm. that was the first Spider-Man that I, I was a kid when I got to see World well, Teenager. Yeah. When, when I got to see that, so it's like I walked out of the theater and immediately wanted to compare those or as the two best. Same. You know? And and Spider-Man: Homecoming definitely it's definitely a better movie, mm-hmm. but I think the nostalgia factor is always going to put Possibly. Sam Raimi's movie like right up there with it. Yeah, um, there are also two different interpretations of Spider-Man. Yes. entirely different. Yes, uh, so it's even hard to compare them as mm-hmm. that. But Spider-Man: Homecoming, I was amazingly surprised. Yeah. by how good I thought the movie was. It was the it was the one Marvel movie that I walked out of the theater and I thought, wow, I have no problems with that movie. No, no, I had no real problems with that yeah. at all. No, no real nothing problems. significant. No, nothing like continuity nope. or like nope. a I had performance. A continu- or I had a continuity issue, but it wasn't. There was only once, and it was so quick. Yeah. All right, this is the thing. They they were drawing directly from the Spider-Man comic book on one particular scene. Mm-hmm. It says towards the end, and uh, he's calling out for help uh, because he uh, the Vulture has just li- uh, had all these beams crash yep. down on him, and he has all this concrete on top of him, and he's trying to lift himself up. He can't do it, and there's just like water p- pouring down over his head, and he sees a. You know, it's like the, the mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then he goes again and he finally lifts all of it up and then shoulder presses all of it up and his hair is completely dry. Right. And his mask is also dry. After yes. Falling yeah. into a puddle. Yes. Like yeah. that, that was the I only continuity that. thing that I really, really had. But I was just like, it was either that or make him fight maskless for yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right. No, you had to do it. Yeah. You know, but it was just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I yeah. see it. I see. Yeah. Uh, like I, I had maybe one other tiny tiny little complaint and mm. it was like the girl that played Michelle mm. uh, I, f- I feel like her cutaways got if they had done two more cutaways of her I would have been fed up with her but they yeah, they they, they reined it enough. back. They did, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's good enough. Those are really my only two complaints mm-hmm. about the movie: that yeah. little continuity and fucking Michelle. Everything else about the movie, mm. it's just it's just good. It's yes. just like it's not amazing. It's mm. not groundbreaking. Mm. It's not going to change the fucking cinema world. No. But it was just so well done that there's really nothing bad I can say about the filmmaking there's, and the story. Like, it was just good. There's something that they did here. And uh, like when it happened, I came home and I was like, who wrote this? And then I seen how like six or seven writers on there. But there's, there's one particular idea that they did, and they spun something on his head. And I want to make a quick analogy uh, as to why. Captain America fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why. All right. There was an old television show. If anybody ever seen it, it came out in the early 90s called Saved by the Bill. Yep. And Saved by the Bill, like when it was running in the, the late 80s and early 90s, like we would go to school and then I would be like, yeah, I'm Zach. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm Zach. Or um, be like, oh, yeah, I'm uh, A.C. Slater. Or right. uh, the girls would be like, yeah, I'm this person, this person. But it was generally the cool people, the people yeah. that were regarded as cool. And then if, if you ever heard of Screech? 
or um, yeah, Squeeze like, from that show, or Family Matters, Steve Urkel. Yep. You know, all right, like um, back then in the early 90s, those people weren't cool. Nope. People weren't come, trying to be them. Those were the nerds, and it's just like you, it wasn't cool. All right, now go back to the 90s, same thing, and you have superheroes. You know, all these different superheroes, like Spider-Man, like, yeah, that is cool. Yeah, you know, uh, Superman, yeah, he's cool. Batman, yeah, that's really cool. Captain America, no, that is lame. <laughs> yeah. That is lame, and you know he's lame. And, 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 Captain America. And, and, I'm just saying, but that's that's how that's he was regarded. Yeah. Like, he's a deadly do-right type good guy. Like, what? why would I want to be a fan of him when I could be a fan of Iron Man, Spider-Man, Batman, yeah. you know, all those different people. It's, it's this deadly do-right guy. So that's how he was acknowledged. Now, fast forward to the 2000s, and we starting the podcast, and then by then, everyone is wearing Captain America shirts yeah. and has the shield stuff everywhere. It's Captain America everywhere. So it just has me in a bit of a twilight zone to where, like, sped <laughs> up is like, now Screech is cool. Now Steve Urkel is cool. Like, no, they're not cool. This is some bullshit, and you know that's bullshit. And the, and, and the writer for, one of the writers for this movie was able to spin that on his head to where everyone can be satisfied. They used Captain America like an after-school after, day, after school special. Yeah. You know? like, he, like he was acknowledged as you're cool, you're not cool, and you're very corny. And they, they did another thing with Hannibal Burris. They brought him in for comic relief. So the very first time that Captain America is on, a, um, on, on, the, the, screen. on the screen yeah. and talking, and uh, when, when he's done talking with like, well, uh, it's Captain America. I guess you still got to listen to him, even though he's kind of a war criminal now. Like, I'm pretty sure this gets a war criminal now, but I got to play the video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's just like they, and even the uh, the ending of the movie, it's just like you you play up like his corniness and his yeah. douchiness, the, his unlikability type stuff. You play it up. And that 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 did a lot for me. That definitely this, did. You know? I, I think they handled, my favorite thing about Spider-Man Homecoming is mm -hmm. like, and in a, in a cinematic universe that's so concerned with throwing references out to big heroes yeah. and doing all this kind of shit, yeah. the story remained exclusively about Spider-Man. Yes. And I was impressed by that because mm -hmm. in every other movie that led up to Avengers 2, yeah. it was just like, oh, did you see that big thing in the sky? Mm -hmm. That's going to come back in the other movie. Yeah. Is it not? Oh, did you see this robot that I'm making, this artificial intelligence? Mm -hmm. I hope that doesn't come back to bite us in the ass <laughs> in another movie. Yeah. What would I ever do if that thing got sent in, mm -hmm. Age of Ultron? Yeah. Fucking hated that shit. Mm. And this one, like, even though there's like a plenty of references to like the Avengers yep. and people are talking constantly about them, yeah. we never flashed to a scene about them. We never except uh, the beginning. That was it. The very beginning, they uh, they show some of the Avengers movie because he's oh, on right, the cell phone. Right, they're cleaning out the shit. Yeah. yeah, but that was it. That was really it. And even mm. that was used to like set up Peter Parker. Yep. And 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 I fucking love. I appreciate that a yeah. lot. Because it, now it's not to the point where every movie's setting up every movie, mm. but I feel like every movie's happening in a universe where shit has happened. Yes. And people know about it. Yeah. And I enjoy that from a writing perspective because mm. I think it's interesting yeah. to see this movies interconnected like that. I just hope mm. they keep up that trend. Oh, yeah. Because I enjoyed watching uh, Peter Parker and his school friends talk about Black Widow mm. and Tony Stark. Like, we would talk about Bill Gates or Steve Jobs yeah. or some people like that. Yeah. People that actually exist. And that, 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 was like, that was just such a nice little treat for me. Because mm. that's been my main complaint with every of the Avengers movies. They're just, like, try too hard to link it. Um, I, I, I discovered Zendaya. I had no idea who that, who that was. Zendaya. Zendaya. She played uh, MJ. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. She's cool. I had no idea. I, I looked her up on Twitter. She has like eight million some odd followers. She has a huge presence on. Uh, she she's on the cover of uh, Jet or Essence or Ebony or whatever magazine is out right now at the grocery store that I pass. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she she is a huge. Like she has a huge following for like teenagers and like early twenties. Apparently, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like I but I had no idea. Like after I tweeted her, then I got like all of them. I'm like, well, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> I had never heard of her before. But like she she was my favorite person in this movie. Like she she stole the movie. From for me and she brought when I when I came home and I told told my uh my girlfriend about this and I was like do you remember movies in the 80s where um like said the after school feel and mm-hmm. it's kind of cheesy kind of campy corny or whatever but it's it has that style to where um you n- kind of know what things are where things belong right this right here has that flavor to it but it's so new and up to date and I feel like Zendaya was kind of the one that brought it to like the uh, the new millennial was, type movie. Yeah, because she me. was comic relief, but her yeah. comic release was the sarcastic sort of cynical yeah. millennial comic relief. Yeah, yeah. When and, they, they and got I, to the, the Washington Monument and she was like, yeah, I don't want to... What did she say? You've, you've seen it twice. It's a, she said, I don't really want to celebrate something that was built by slaves. Yeah. And the white guy is just like, I'm sure it wasn't built by slaves. Looks at a cop and she was like, yeah. yeah <laughs> kind of was. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So yeah. like I I really and she was like I want to get some slight protesting in front of the White House before the declathon and you're like I Very fucking patriotic. like this girl yeah super patriotic <laughs> so it's like I, I, I like that uh, she was coming for relief but she was also smart yeah you know so I'm like that was I, I really enjoyed her on the screen every time she was on there and and that that's a trend that has been happening lately like your comic relief is also amazingly smart mm. that hasn't been happening a lot yeah. Uh, well, it's been happening more and more in the last Recently, like, yeah. five or something years. Mm. You've noticed a trend going up. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've also, I also want to point out that just like Tom Holland as Peter Parker mm. is sells it. Like in no moment did I say, well, this guy's not Peter Parker. Mm. This guy's not Spider Man. I kind of did. Did you? Yeah. I what, did. what made you do that? Um, the, the only thing that made me do it was his, um, he, he's very confident. He seems like a confident kid just in Man. general. Like, in, in, in general, he just seems like a confident person. And had I not seen Tobey Maguire play Peter Parker, mm-hmm. then and I just had no thought of no, even still, it, it was just hard for me to buy that Peter Parker. Peter Parker is is a nerd who's kind of to himself. He has a few friends, mm-hmm. but he's very very smart. And his one of his best friends is his family member, his Aunt May, yeah. you know, or and Uncle Ben previously, you know. So he's he's a very he's a very much a loner. And imagine that being you. Who maybe you might have been alone in high school yeah, too. Yeah. I know I was. I was too. Yeah, and it's like no matter how like um my, my how cool my nerd shit was, the the best looking girls in the school were not talking to me, you know, <laughs> and, and their friends weren't inviting me to like. So it was just it wasn't it it was just hard for me to see him translate his his um his not being cool and not being able to interact socially, mm-hmm. and you know it, it, I, it was hard for me to believe him the person, right? But. The movie it still went over very well. Yeah, it just it just wasn't the the nerdiness, the aloneness wasn't as um, portrayed as heavily. Right. I, I I think I can I can agree with that. I think it's also like maybe it's like a generational thing where it's Probably. like that used to connect stronger with us when it was portrayed that way because that happened to us. But yeah. now that people are more accepting of nerd culture, uh, that might be why that plays off like that. I like that. Um. Uh, but I, I get what you're saying. I totally get it. 
But I, that's why it didn't bother me because I was just like, all right, nerds are cool now. So like, it would make sense for Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, it would make sense for like people like Peter, which mm-hmm. would have been me. Yeah. Right now, to be able to talk to more cool people, They're more, more accepting. You're yeah, okay. the people are more accepting of it, and no one yeah. was really an asshole except for like except for Flash. For Flash. Yeah. <laughs> which. My favorite little like <laughs> when I say penis, you say <laughs> Parker. Parker. Penis, Parker. He's <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> yeah. And like, but like, Ba-dum-tsh. did you notice that his car when Peter stole it said mm. flash drive yes. on it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't, sir. This isn't technically my car. This is my father's car. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just, another thing that I want that I want to give this movie props about mm. it's it's not we we saw Baby Driver week, the week prior. Yeah. And we always praise Edgar Wright for mm-hmm. condensing. Huge amounts of information yes. in like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And this movie this doesn't do it quite like Edgar Wright, mm. but it's fantastic at giving you information yeah. in a very short amount of time. Agree. Uh, like uh, when he asked this girl for homecoming, uh, Liz for yeah. homecoming, yeah. and it's just like they ask her out, they cut the screen, mm-hmm. and then immediately without telling you how much time has passed, they go through all the setup of him going through like the suit, yep. the, the learning the tie and mm-hmm. shit, which it presumably takes like a week or so sure. to get to the homecoming. Yeah. And then just condense it down into like 30 Seconds. second sequence. Mm-hmm. And then, like, boom, you're at homecoming. Let's get back to the thing that matters the most, which is the tension between Peter and the vulture. Yeah. Turns out the vulture is, like, Liz's dad. And, like, you had no idea until Peter opens the door. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a good moment. Like, it's kind of cheesy. It's mm-hmm. kind of, like, predictable. But yeah. it caught me off guard. But I know it's a good cinematic moment mm-hmm. because when it happened and, like, his face showed up in the door, mm-hmm. like, in the, in the bottom third row, I heard a lady go, like, <gasps> <laughs> yes, I, I, went, I went to go see this at eight fifteen last yeah. night, and it was completely full. Like there might have been a few chairs at the very, very front that were open, but it was a packed house. Yeah. And as soon as that door opened and Michael Keaton's face, the whole audience gasped. <laughs> the whole audience gasped, and it was just like, like you said, it's a very cheesy thing that was like reminiscent of like eighties type things. So we were just like, oh goodness, <laughs> but, but it, it worked so well. It really did. You know, and then at, from that point on, when they're uh, when they're inside the house, the tension is just and then <laughs> how that tension carries knife. into the into car. the car. Yeah, but that tension carries, and there's always a, a relief of comedy mm. in some small way in the tension. Like they're standing together and like taking the pictures. Yeah, it's like is that a corsage? And they just like pan down really quick. He hands mm. us the corsage. Like those little moments. It's like the way that they manage to get tension in those in that last act. Mm. And still have the funny that the movie had the entire previous two acts. Yeah, uh, I think it was like it was just great. It was just like a little fun treat. There was a the moment that was like the most tense for me. And like this is a PG, this is a PG thirteen yeah. movie. And I love to see what you can do with PG thirteen. And there was a moment to where it didn't feel PG thirteen. No, they're not. <laughs> it's um when where they're they're inside the car and then um, Zendaya, well not Zendaya, uh, Laura, what's the uh, mm-hmm. Zendaya? Yeah, she Liz, gets out of the car. Liz, Liz, Liz uh, gets out of the car. So it's just Vulture and uh, and Spider Man in the car, you know, as humans mm-hmm. inside there. And um, <laughs> he says something along the lines of like, if if you hurt my daughter or my family, it's like I will kill you. And then they're, they're doing an extreme close up on his eyes, and you're looking at this it, like I will. And it's like 30 seconds of he says kill three or four times. He says I will kill you. I will kill you and everyone you love. I will kill you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was like, you didn't get that. There was just very lighthearted through the first hour of the movie, hour mm-hmm. 30. You didn't get anything like that. But he didn't say shit, bitch, cunt, fuck, like any of that. But it was just because of how uh, easygoing everything was before. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was cut the sound down, get a close-up, and have him say, I will kill you 
three times, and that hit me harder than any amount of fucks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it just it did. It's it like really you, had, you had to believe him at that point because this is the the most aggressive he's ever been with his words. Yeah, and even when like, because even Michael Keaton, when his first two encounters with Spider Man. Mm. They just been like, oh, I don't want to kill him. Yeah. The first time it was just like, I'm not gonna kill him. Yeah. Second time I was like, all right, I'm gonna kill this fucking Spider Man. Yep. But by the third time you're like, oh fuck, he's actually gonna kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, by the way, how great that Michael Keaton uh, is is in this movie. He's the guy, man. He's so Super good. good actor. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> great actor. Uh, he really is. And like, I-, I gotta say, like that moment in the car, mm. it is my favorite uh, dramatic moment. In movies that I've seen recently. Yeah. Like, that was, like, it was just done perfectly fine. Even with Liz in the car, you could feel... Like, there was one moment in that scene mm. where I was just like, oh, they're doing the filmmaking stuff. Yeah. Uh, when they, they got a close-up on, on Michael Keaton as mm. he's figuring out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That was, that was some of the best cinematography it for was me. Great. was just that car scene and the close-up and the... Because um, they're sitting at a red light. Yeah. So when you have the close-up, it's just red all over his <laughs> face and that anger. And then right <laughs> before, the light turns green and it's green. I'm like, this is good. This is good work. But, uh, the like, I, I love that moment because yeah. of the... The, the cue of realization mm. when it's red Michael Keaton has just pieced it together mm-hmm. that this might be Spider-Man and then when it turns green it's actually he like it, it happens at the moment of realization mm-hmm. that this kid is Spider-Man this is Spider-Man and yeah. he's like oh fuck they did the filmmaking thing there was, was, there was another thing that I really like going back to like those 80s tropes or whatever the uh, the girl Laura Liz mm-hmm. uh, in, in the back seat and you just know she's gonna give up all the information like yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, yo, you were gone for that too. Oh, and this isn't this. And everyone in the audience was like, oh, shit, bitch. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I heard some guy behind me said, this bitch going to kill Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, you, you kind of knew it was going to happen, but it was so enjoyable. It really right. was. I got a fucking beard hair stuck on my microphone that just ripped out of my face. Oh, that wow. was uncomfortable. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like, I. I that moment from like goes so against the tone of the movie mm-hmm. in terms of like lightheartedness that it works amazingly well in a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, and I think and I think that was really clever because the whole movie, even though he's like in life threatening situations, it's never gloomy, it's mm-hmm. never gritty, mm-hmm. it's never bleh. Yeah, but it's always kind of like, hey, I'm your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. What 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 what? Yeah, and and it's just it's just so much fucking fun to see. A character of Spider-Man that I think is closest to the comics in terms of yes. attitude. Yes. And he's just easily. like, go ahead. No, no, no. The, the, you said a character that's as close to the, the comic book. I'm like, yes, easily. I agree. Yeah. And, and I like like seeing him quip about every time. It's, like, this is the one movie that I feel like Joss Whedon could have put his quips everywhere and I would have been It'd okay. Have been okay. With. Yeah. Because uh, that's what Spider-Man does. He's yeah. just like... <laughs> yeah. The scene where he's fighting the bank robbers as guys as the Avengers. Yeah. It's just great. Just like funny as shit. He's like trying to be cool and leaning on the wall. Mm. Like, well, how do I, <laughs> how do I make myself now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. Oh, well, there, there was one thing that was kind of odd for me mm-hmm. while watching it. I realized that I had seen most of the the best scenes. I'd already seen these and the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, the like four or five of the trailers. They had the best real scenes. The only thing that was left out, uh, I think, was the car scene. wasn't mm-hmm. in the trailer, and um, outside of that, no, all the big expensive things were part of the trailers. Yeah, the trailers. 
Which is, uh, I hate trailers because of that, because they yeah. like kind of blow their load. A little, like, just a little. let me, yeah, just let me jerk the movie off a little. Yeah. <laughs> that was done not where I was going with that metaphor. Please <laughs> keep going. <laughs> there, was, there was another thing I really like. Uh, Marissa Tomei. We were talking about her before uh, right. for the movie, and she's like a '90s cult classic person. Like we people love Marissa Tomei, but as like a um, a beautiful like starlet, mm-hmm. you know. And you take this woman who we known as like a starlet from the '90s, and you have her play someone's aunt, you know. Essentially, yeah. a grandmother, you know. Basically, <laughs> you know. But the cool thing is, is like uh, Peter Parker's what fifteen yeah. at this point, fifteen. So now his aunt can be in her early forties, yeah. you know, and that and that looks completely different, you know. Now, like someone in their early forties in the year two thousand and seventeen, they're gonna look like they're in their thirties or so. They look a lot younger. Yeah. And all you had to do was take this beautiful woman who plays starlets in movies and don't put makeup on her. Just don't have her wear makeup. That's what I noticed, because in in Civil War, when she showed up, she looked really young Mm -hmm. compared to this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I figured that they did something to purposely make her look older after the internet got a hold of her. Sure did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They they stripped down the makeup. So she just looks like a normal 40-some-odd-year-old person, as she should, and it works because she's the aunt to a 15-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. And and she is lovely, and I I love her on screen. She was great. So beautiful. I love Marissa Tomei. Um, uh, other thing. Oh, the beginning of the movie, the uh, the original Spider Man theme song. Yeah. Oh, I gave chills. The, this is when the Marvel logo yep. is coming up, right? Yes. Spider Man. Yes. Spider Man. It was so good. It, like that. It brought all the feelings back of like of being a kid and watching a movie. It it, it felt so good. Like mm. hearing hearing that theme song at the beginning. Uh, I think I, I think my favorite thing about this movie is it's handled it handles the characters. With respect, mm-hmm. it knows what it's doing, it yeah. respects the source material. Oh, yeah. And not only that, but it modernizes it in mm-hmm. such a way that it really does fit for today's NH. Like, that tone of movie would be, I wouldn't be surprised if every, every scene that's not Peter Parker, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not Peter Parker being Spider Man, yeah. uh, could easily be our generation's John Hughes type movie. Okay, yeah. Okay, yes. Uh, yeah. Wow. And, like, and, and that's amazing because hmm. that's what those, that's what Peter Parker is. Yeah. Peter Peter Parker is a John Hughes movie, mm. and Spider Man is a superhero movie, and Whoa. it's great to see them blend together so effortlessly. Did you just make movie. come up with that? I did. Whoa. I did do that. <laughs> That's I, I have some moments. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, and, and 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 it's brilliant to see that happening so seamlessly. I I really enjoyed it yeah. because the movie never stops being fun. Because yeah. in in the in the high school bits, you got Peter Parker being Peter Parker, but in the Spider Man bits, you got some really mind-blowingly good-looking action. Yeah, uh, that's also just straight up fun. It is, and there's no, there's nothing about this movie that made me go like, "All right, you need to sort of speed it up." Yes, and and, and I'm I'm notorious for that. You yeah. know, from being in the movie, I'm like, "All right, ninety minutes. Um, what, what's going on? This hour was two hours and thirteen minutes. <laughs> oh shit, really? Yeah, and never w- was I like, okay, hurry up. Like, can we get to the point? Like, at all during the entire movie? Yeah, I, I think. And this is just a, a like an issue with the type of movie it is, yeah. just because it's, it's you know, so many special effects. But mm-hmm. there were some moments where everything felt a little too CGI. CGI, yes. Um, mm-hmm. But what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like you can't really get away from that now at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, but like, I met, the first time I watched this movie, I missed the first twenty minutes of the movie because okay. I got stuck in traffic. So mm-hmm. this is why I went to see it again. All right. And with those, without those twenty minutes, I didn't like the movie. Mm. But with those 20 minutes, I was just like, oh, fuck. That makes so much more fucking sense now. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, like, you need every... You really need it. every minute that's in this movie because yeah. it sets up everything that happens. Sure does. And, and uh, that's, that's just... 
cool writing. You, you I stayed. Guess. You stayed for the the very end. <laughs> yeah, like because you got you got your ending showing Vulture in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who was the the guy that I really the, don't know. I didn't know. I was hoping that you would know. No, I had but no I have no idea. No, uh, but he might just be a new character that they added mm. for the sake of making the universe work. Mm. Um, but if someone knows, fucking let they us have know. to know. Like yeah. I wanted to tell Tessa, but it's like I didn't want to fuck the movie by saying you know an ending, or whatever. But yes, yeah, probably somebody. I'm sure. Yeah, somebody. But the the ending, ending, the ending, <laughs> ending is like I. There were all right. So, so you know, like a Marvel movie. Yeah. So um, so you stay to see the after credits, mm-hmm. and everybody stay for that to see um to see uh, Vulture inside jail, and then more than half, like well, when the fir- when, when the movie first ends, about. Maybe a fourth, a little less than a fourth, are going to get up and be dumb mm-hmm. and not see the, the credits. And then you're going to wait, and then you're going to see uh, Birdman, or he's not Birdman, Michael Keaton. <laughs> on, on <the laughs> he is a Birdman. He actually is a Birdman, the yeah. Vulture. Yeah, he, he see him on there. And then after that, about half of the audience is going to leave. You know, from there. So, th- so, so you got about a fourth of the audience still left waiting. And this is another thing. <laughs> this has been the, these uh, these after credit credits the things that's happening now. Mm-hmm. This has been the best thing that's ever happened to like um, the makeup person, the hair person. Oh, yeah, you know, because you have to stay, and even if you're not going to look at the screen to see their name go across, you'll catch it. a glimpse of a name every so often. Yeah, yeah. For like, example, I know the custom designer. Her name is Louise Frogley. Uh, there we see. There we go. Would have known that. <laughs> would not have known that. Like I would have been out of that theater a long time ago. But now I'm staying for all the credits. And at the end, we got Captain America. You know, being the Dudley Do Right douchey guy. And it was like, aha, jokes on you, bitch. Get out of the theater. <laughs> I was like, yeah. A soldier's biggest virtue is patience. patience. And so sometimes it might lead to good things. A lot of the time, it's just disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> oh I laughed so fucking hard. Me too. It's like, get out of here, Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> they played him up so awesomely. Like they I, did. I mean, I, I really enjoyed, I thoroughly enjoyed Captain America in this movie, and I hope you you can do something like that with him in anything else that he's in. And that, that's my concern, because he's such a big name now, mm-hmm. and like the story, he's kind of like a war criminal now. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm hoping they can bring some of the humor. Like, now that Spider-Man's in the universe, I'm mm-hmm. hoping they can use some of the humor from this movie yeah. and inject it into the other movies. Same. Because they fucking need it. If, if done the right way. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to see a, um, a Age of Ultron again. You know, it's like you'll have comic relief type stuff, and this is supposed to be funny, and there's never a tense moment. Right. With, with Homecoming, it felt like it existed in its own universe. Yeah. Like this kind of comedy and things that they're doing exist solely for them inside of this high school. Because they were kids sort of yeah. genuinely interact. It felt like kids were genuinely interacting with each other. Yeah. Uh, like like some of them they didn't know how to like talk to the girl that they wanted to talk to. Yeah. Uh, they like enjoyed their extracurricular activities. Like mm. they were it felt like they were actual people yeah. in the movie. And I really, really enjoy that versus like, oh we got the Avengers and they're gonna say something smart and then mm. punch you in the face. Yeah. Spider Man's just like he's gonna say something smart, then get punched in the face, then punch you back in the face. It felt very honest to the character. Yeah. I, I just I just loved it. It was just so much fun. I liked a, a subtle thing that uh, that yeah. happened with uh, Peter Parker trying to hide the fact that he's Spider Man. Yeah. It was very well, first time they did it. Well, not the first time, but they're uh, they're inside the gym and uh, his friend I can't remember his friend's Ned. name. Ned, 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 you're Ned. Ned. Uh, his friend Ned is uh, helping him do sit-ups, and they're just casually having a conversation. But Peter Parker is actually Spider-Man, so he can do a million of these sit-ups and <laughs> not lose his breath at all while doing this very casual. So he's just up, down, doing these sit-ups one by one, not losing breath. And um, the coach come over, played by Hannibal Burris, who's like, good job, Peter. And then Peter realizes that, oh, shit, <laughs> like, I'm sitting here working out so hard, they're going to realize this isn't normal. So he like uh, pretends to struggle while he's doing it. And then the next thing 
thing that you hear is um is one of the the characters uh I guess is Liz. Mm-hmm. She's like uh, talking about how she wants to meet Spider uh, Spider Man. How Spider Man's so cool. Then Ned is like, "Pity no Spider Man." <laughs> <laughs> just everything stops. It's like what the everything fuck? fucking falls in the gym. People stop working out. <laughs> yeah. Like Peter knows Spider Man. Like what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, my, I think my the montage after Ned finds out that Peter is Spider Man, mm-hmm. and he just got, he starts asking him questions as they get through the day. Yeah, do you spit venom? Do you lay eggs? Yeah. <laughs> How far can you shoot your web? <laughs> yes. Those are legitimate questions. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, if you're a spider, like why, why can you not shoot venom? <laughs> <laughs> Why can you not shoot Venom? And my okay, I, I I didn't mention this, but my favorite part about this movie mm-hmm. it's that it doesn't fucking show me Spider Man's origin for Don't the need it. fifth time. Don't need it. We know who Spider Man is. Mm-hmm. That should happen off screen. Yep. And Tony Stark just brought this is what happens everything after he's got his powers for a while. Yeah. You're good. You know who Spider Man is. Don't mm-hmm. fucking need it. Don't yeah. fucking need it. That's so good. So I, good. I liked how we I liked him uh fumbling with his suit, with his spider suit. <laughs> you know, so they, they gave him the suit. He took the tracking device off of it, and he took the uh, training wheels protocol off, yeah. <laughs> you know, which, which gave him access to every. And I like the foreshadowing that he did with that suit as well. So the, fir- the first time when he, where he fucked up and um, Robert Downey Jr. comes and saves him out of the water, mm-hmm. and um, that might have been like the second time Oh, I put up. everything in your suit. Yeah. Bit, yeah. It, well, well, he was like, because uh, he's freezing cold and there's water all over him. He was like, yeah, and then he just steams the suit, and mm-hmm. water comes all over him. He's like, oh, that feels great. So automatically, now he knows there's a lot more to this suit than I've been using. Right. And uh, eventually he takes a tracker out of it, he takes a training wheel protocol off of it and starts to try to use the the actual suit now. But he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Zero percent. And the uh, the lady, she's trying to tell him, like, do you want to go through the training protocol again? It seems like you need a refresher course. <laughs> it's like, you don't know what you're doing, bro. It was, it was I like so good. Karen as an, as an AI. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. She was. Did you know? Okay. They, uh, I noticed two things in this movie that made me really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the You know the boat scene where the boat gets split in half yeah. and he's like pulling it over? Yep. Uh, that was a very Tobey Maguire on the train moment. Yes. And he's like trying to keep very it all much. together. Or yes. Like really good nod to that. Mm-hmm. And then Iron Man saves it because he can't handle it. But yeah. whatever. Oh, 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 still on, on that on that boat, it mm-hmm. was like a good job, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man fucks it up. Yeah. Iron Man comes and saves the day. Yeah, Iron Man. <laughs> You know what up. my favorite part about that guy is on the credits? What? He's on the credits as Yeah Spider-Man guy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I think his name's like Omar something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't nice. have known that if it wasn't for those fucking after credits. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but then after that, like uh, that was like a very good Tobey Maguire moment. Mm. But then, you know, when he saves the people from the elevator, his friends from the elevator, yeah. and he's hanging upside down and Liz is like there, and Karen's like, this is your chance, kiss her. Yeah, that was like a another nod to the upside down Spider Man kiss with mm. Mary Jane. Yep, and I laughed. And then like they do these references, and then they played them for comedy. Yeah, they like they give the ironic twist to the the thing, make it not work, make it Iron Man has to come in and save it because this is still not like the Spider Man that's like all powerful that we know. Mm. He can't handle this shit, and the movie knows that, so it references to a moment in Spider Man history yeah. where he would have handled this shit, and then just fucks it up. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I and I thought that was a really nice touch, which is I I just enjoyed it. It was just nice. There, there was a there was another reference, and I I don't know which writer is responsible for this, but mm-hmm. it was very quick, and it was just given a, a nod to movies in the eighties. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, at one point, uh, Peter Parker, not he might have been Spider Man actually. 
don't it, know. It was fun. Yep. The, the one where he's running through the backyard. Yep, and then they show, the, they show the, uh, the the TV in the background. It shows Ferris Bueller, uh, Matthew <laughs> yeah. Broderick running down the street at Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I was trying to figure out what movie that was because I knew it was a, like a movie from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow. I was like, so this feeling that I'm getting from this 80s references, I'm like, no, this is on purpose. You're, don't, you're showing me something. And uh, I seen it. They did it again. It was from a, a Tom Cruise movie. Fuck. I know, well, in, anyway, I can't remember the name of the Tom Cruise movie. Um, but anyway, in the movie, it's a famous scene to where he's like in his boxes in a, in a t-shirt and socks, and he slops uh, across yeah. a hardwood floor. And they do that in the in the Spider-Man movie as well. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. It was I really quick. That. They had him slide into the doorway and stand there, and it was like, yeah. Oh yeah, when it was like, I may I need your help or something yep, like that. Yep. yep. And he slides okay. into it. I was like, eh, that that isn't so close to a reference. To, oh, risky business. That's risky the name business. Of the movie. That's a movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, I just love that. I mean, you had so many uh, kitchens in the, so many uh, cooks, cooks in, the, in kitchen the kitchen on this one, but it and worked. It did work. Yeah. I, I am thoroughly because when when you told when I saw the movie, I thought that it's one writer because yeah. that's what I expected. Yeah. Uh, but eight writers in yeah. the movie still this solid. Yeah. That's I mean that must have been a hell of a writing room. Oh, do you know do you do you know this guy John Watts? Have you ever uh, heard of this guy? No, I never heard of him. The only thing that he's done, like I just recently watched his movie, didn't know he was even connected to Spider-Man when I watched it. It's on Netflix, a movie called Clown. Clown, okay. That's Oh, no, that, I have that DVD. That's the biggest thing that he's done. Like if you look up his movie credits, mm-hmm. the Clown is the biggest thing that he's really? done. Yes. And he just fucking did Spider-Man. Yes. Just like that. Yeah. Huh. And that, that, that was weird for me because I, what I was thinking is, all right, you have Robert Downey Jr., who we both know he's paid extraordinarily yeah. well. You know, you have Tom Holland, who's not going to get as much as them, but he's going to be getting paid uh, eventually. Michael Keaton, who's going to be getting paid for this movie. So I'm like, all right, John Watts, they must not be giving you any money. You're like, you're, you're what, well, I mean, you're getting paid, but I mean, but it's just yeah, like. But compared to like the, the, the other people. Yeah, because like you could have wouldn't got any, any famous big time director to do this movie and you would have had to pay that famous big time director big time money right. but instead you can give John Watts whose biggest credits to his name is the clown movie that's on that's on Netflix and it's just you what's what's good about that is is that talent gets recognized yeah it does absolutely. you know like he had a few short films his only feature film was clown but it's just the people that um that gave him this job they looked through his work and there was like all right you've spent like $300,000. You've been given $300,000 for all of the works that you've ever done. You did very good with this. How about we give you $100 million? You see what you can do with that. See what you can do, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, wow. And, and, it, and it worked. It, it's probably a huge risk that they took. Yeah. And it worked amazingly well. I think they tried to, um, they tried to hedge their bets with that risk by bringing mm. in so many different writers. That might be true. You know, and what is he going to say? Like, he can't pull a, um, the guy from Fantastic Four uh, the director from that is like oh, yeah. they try to bring in writers to help fix his shit, and, and he just mm. went off the rails and was like, "Well, I quit, fired, it, whatever." Snyder too? No, it was no, Snyder. no, no. It was, uh, I can't remember the guy's I, name. I can't no. remember the name either. But yeah. yeah, it's like they they couldn't. He uh, John John Watts couldn't do that with him. Like he doesn't have enough credibility to be like, "No, we're doing this my way." Right. So, but it came out great. It really did. Uh, I I think uh, we're about done. But I think mm-hmm. like the biggest, the best thing about this movie. It's that it is a fun, non-gloomy, knows what it wants to be in terms of tone, well-written movie. It is just a good film. Movie, movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. Like, it, it could be connected to the, the Avengers universe. Sure. And it could not, and I feel like I would still enjoy Very this much. movie for what it was. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that, because in a movie where everything's set up another thing, mm. I'm fucking done. Yeah. With that, did you know that franchises in cinema are going down in box office? I can see that. Yeah, ev- like every movie that came out that was part of a franchise mm. in the last four weeks mm. saw a decline in box office sales. Cars 3, Pirates of the Caribbean, and 
Oh, that was the third one. Completely fucked. All oh, those movies suck, though. Yeah, they do. But like, <laughs> those are movies that did well every time a new movie came out in the box office. Like, mm. they increased profits. Yeah. And now they're declining again, which is just an interesting thing. So for maybe time. the people are smartening up. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. like, because uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, like the first two, good. The mm-hmm. third one, all right, if that's your thing. But by the fourth one, it's like the audience has a responsibility to know that this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, by, by the fourth one, you know. And it's like, you've just been putting out too much shit. Pitch Perfect 3 has a movie coming out. Did you see that? Yep. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Mm-mm. All right. <laughs> just, I mean, it's like, you can go see it if you want to. But yeah. I'm just saying, they, I mean, not you, the listener themselves. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can go see Pitch Perfect 3. You can go see Pitch Perfect 4, but just know you have a responsibility to recognize shit. Fault that they've yes. made another one. That's <laughs> what they're saying. Yep, it's your fault now. That's what I'm <laughs> yep. It's now your fault for this. Listen, uh, my my verdict in Spider Man is like, apart from being just a fun movie, yeah. it's done. It handles the universe that is connected to very well. Yeah, it brings it puts Tom Holland as a charming Spider Man, and every one of the supporting cast I had no problem with. Me neither. They were great. I loved Aunt May. Mm-hmm. I loved the ending of this movie where, like, they didn't keep, they're not super concerned with the identity of the, whose identity Spider Man's, like, they're not concerned with who Spider Man really is now. No. Like, I feel like they just kind of throw that information out there. Mm. Like, Aunt May now knows, Net now knows yeah. who Spider Man. And I enjoy that because, like, a lot of the superhero struggle is like, I gotta keep my identity a secret. Yeah. And they're just like, no. no. The, the reveal <laughs> that at the end was really nice. With uh, Aunt May finally seeing uh, that he's Spider-Man. Yeah. The what the f- <laughs> <laughs> And then cutting off. Yeah, and, and so, like, it's a, it's a fun, good movie mm. that's good for, as good as a summer blockbuster, mm. uh, but also it's just good if you just like Spider-Man. The, uh, real quick, Donald Glover, he mm-hmm. could have not been in this movie and it would have been fine. Well, here's the thing. Uh, that's the only setup that this movie for- really does. Mm-hmm. Because he's Miles Morales' yes. uncle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I'm I'm okay. With, I I liked him whenever he was on screen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, that because that that was pure setup for me. Yeah. it's like um, yeah, there, there's this. I, I got a nephew that lives in this neighborhood. I don't want those kind of weapons around here. <laughs> so it was like he was purely there to set up the Miles Morales yeah. thing. But that that's the only thing that I had for the, him. But he was uh, I I liked was like no 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 fix this. I got ice cream in here, man. I couldn't t- <laughs> like I, I was it was still kind of weird about it because it wasn't like he was smoking a blunt or had alcohol in his hand, but he seemed inebriated. He, he was definitely, <laughs> you know, it just, it just seemed weird. It was like, why are you playing like a drugged up person who's a criminal, you know, in a movie? Like, I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's what, my, that's what uh, His Aaron Davis was, was, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about Aaron Davis or Ma, uh, other than the Miles, the Miles. Morales is yeah. like black and Hispanic. That's yeah. the only thing I know. Yeah. Uh, which I'm intrigued about what they're going to do Me because too. Peter Parker can live in the same universe as Miles Morales because mm-hmm. Miles Morales came up after Peter Parker died. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they're gonna like do one, like gonna do like two movies that make it until like Peter Parker's like twenty, yeah. and then they're gonna kill Peter Parker, and Miles Morales is gonna come on and actually be an Avenger, because huh. Peter never, Spider Man never makes it to be an Avenger. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm I'm curious what like Spider Man means for the cinematic universe now. Yeah. It it revitalized some of the interest that I had for like these Marvel movies a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's just good. It's a good it was. What it what do you rate it? Uh... Mm, out of 193. 93? So 9.3 9. out of 10. 9.3? All right. I'm going to... That's weird because I was, I, was, I was hoping that it would be in my range of like 8. Oh, no. But I'm like, I'm, I'm like, an, like, a, like a solid 8.5. So, so yeah. it, was, it was very good, but it wasn't great. Well, the, the thing is like it was very... It, it was amazing. Mm. I loved the movie. I was really entertained by it. Yeah. But uh, I saw Baby Driver mm. last week. 
And like, while this movie is like looks fun, looks great, it mm-hmm. does everything perfectly, I feel like uh, there's not there's not a lot of flair in like what's happening on screen. Everything just works. Yeah. And I would have liked to see a little bit more style, I guess, for John Watts. All right. In terms of direction. Mm. That's like really the only complaint I had. The, it's just like everything. That it was weird seeing the like like I said, Baby Driver right before because mm-hmm. what I in uh, watching Baby Driver as a, a film well graduate now, mm-hmm. I was like I was like wow, you're doing it. That's what we should be aspiring to do with right. movies. Like that's filmmaking. What I'm watching from Edgar Wright, but I was like, but storytelling is kind of like, eh. right. but then I got to to Spider Man, and there's no real things that trigger me into filmmaking. Yes, let me take <laughs> something from that and bring it into my own. I never really got that feeling with Spider-Man besides the close-up with the red light, green light uh, mm-hmm. thing. So, um, yeah, I, I get the, the 180, but I, I'm more of a story person. Right. So it's like I enjoyed the story and the feeling from Spider-Man a lot. Yeah, and I really did too. I really yeah. enjoyed all of that too. But I, I, I wanted, uh, I don't know, there was like something cinematically that didn't wasn't there. So mm-hmm. like it's a great movie, so I'm giving it like an 8.5. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, but uh, that was it. I would have just liked to see a little bit more more style in the directing. All right, but uh, other than that, it's a fucking great movie, and I think you should yes. go wa- go watch it. Go watch it. Oh, just yeah. go watch it. It's pretty good. Yes. Uh, I think that's it for Spider Man Homecoming. Yes, this is our friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Oh yeah. Uh, we're gonna cut and then we're gonna come back for the fucking ca- the, the, the movie premieres. All right. There we go. <laughs> And welcome back. Uh, TV and movie premieres. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TV and movie premieres for the week of Tuesday, July the 11th through Monday, July the 17th. Uh, first thing we have is a Wednesday, July the 12th. Uh, it's going to be the 2017 ESPY Awards. What is the that? The ESPYs. Uh, it's like the uh, the Grammys mm. or the Emmys, but it's ESPN. It's sports. All yeah, right. It's sports. <laughs> so, um, so we'll get to see. <laughs> Uh, you seem disappointed at me. No, <laughs> no I mean, it's like, what? what it's, it's sports. It's sports, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, it'll be on ABC at 10 p.m. Wednesday, July the 12th. So you can see Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, or whoever your favorite basketball player is receive an award. Oh, it's not just basketball. It's all sports. So nice. um, Cristiano Ronaldo and um, other soccer players that I don't know. Uh, go <laughs> watch for that. Have you ever heard of him, Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, I've heard of the one that I know is uh, Kaká, I think. That's the only one, the, other, the other one that I know. People give me shit because, like, that's the biggest sport in the entire world. Yeah, soccer's know? pretty fucking massive. Yeah, but just, just not watching. really in America yet. Yeah. But eventually, <laughs> we eventually. have the right type of football. I'm no, we're kidding, like, we're <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> our football is going to be gone. I yeah, feel like in absolutely. ten to twenty years, <laughs> such a it's so game. brutal. I mean, I, I like to. I used to love watching it, but now it's like, as an adult, like I see the brutality yeah. of it and every concussion, and it's like so. Like regardless of like a broken leg or a mm-hmm. pulled hamstring, like whatever, and you can't walk when you're six years old because you've had so many body injuries. Okay, regardless of that, don't care so much about that. But what <laughs> what I'm caring about is fucking concussions yeah. and, and brain injuries, and that's what's happening every time people get on this football field. That shit is brutal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the 2017 SB Awards on ABC at 10 p.m. Wednesday, July the 12th. Uh, the same day is going to be Suits. Uh, Suits is a drama. It's going to be on USA at 9 p.m. That's still on the air? Still on the air. I thought that went away like two years ago. It probably should have. <laughs> it probably yeah. should have, you know? 
<laughs> I mean, really. Uh, but that suits is a drama on USA at 9 p.m. Uh, the next show is going to be on Thursday, July the 13th. Pin and Teller Fool Us. Oh, that's coming back. I yeah. fucking love that show. Me too. Yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah. You know, there's, there's only a certain kind of per- person that, that likes magic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for some reason, like, there are people out here that really, genuinely do not like no, magic. they fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's you know so what? much fun just to get tricked by something. You're like, how the fuck did they do that? And you like, spend, like, ten minutes obsessing over it. I guess I can kind of get it to where, because um, they'd be like, oh, it's fake. You know, why mm-hmm. do you even care? So like, oh, it's an illusion. Like, I, I'm having fun. Yeah. You know, but the same thing with, like, I remember when I turned on wrestling mm-hmm. on wrestling like well wrestling is fake you know this is all fake this isn't real blah 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 like hey they're having fun and yeah <laughs> I, I can get it like magic is like it's not real it's all fake but just hey just you know just enjoy it yeah, just let, <laughs> let people enjoy their thing yeah get out of here <laughs> but that's a pen and teller fool us it's a reality show on the cw at 8 p.m thursday july the 13th uh next is gonna be friday july the 14th friends from college wait i'm sorry just a tangent have you ever seen a uh, pen and teller's bullshit no that's uh they they took popular myths and culture mm. and like like anti vaccines for example like yeah. do do vaccines cause autism and they do like mini documentaries on the subject okay and call people out on their bullshit yeah. a lot of the time and it's one of the best like debunking series that I've ever seen because nice. it's got that Penn and Teller charm yeah but Penn uh, wait who's Gillette so, Penn's a big one yeah, yeah right? Penn uh, shit, I don't yeah know. Penn's a big one okay uh Penn has this like sort of like fuck you, stop lying to us attitude that yeah. just goes so well with that type of show. Nice. That if you haven't seen Penn and Teller's bullshit, I recommend to look up a couple of YouTube clips because you will be having a great time. Teller's reaction shots are freaking awesome. Because <laughs> you know, he doesn't talk, so he just reacts to everything so awesomely. <laughs> that's all I want to say. I just want to give credit to bullshit because that's, that's how I learned like, at least 30% of the shit that I know. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, next thing, we have Friends from College. It's a comedy on Netflix uh, the eight-episode Netflix comedy centers on a group of one-time college friends who are now in their 40s. The cast features Keegan Michael Key, Fred Savage, and others. So that'll be on uh, Friday, July the 14th. I, I enjoy stuff like this just because um, I don't see enough of it. Like, I got to see when I when I was a teenager, I got to see teenagers on the screen. Mm-hmm. And when I was in my early 20s, it, it felt like television kind of grew up with me and then I'm seeing those same characters in their 20s on television right. but after your 20s when you get to your 30s you, they don't just continue to move with you right. they kind of just go away or do movies or do whatever and then a new bunch is brought in the people that are watching that are teenagers then and now we're seeing now the people that are in their 20s right. are there but my generation is kind of well the people that I came up with are kind of lost in that and now I, I can see what happens next and that's my 40s, you know, eight years from now, <laughs> uh, eight, nine years from now. And I get to see a show focus on that. People in their 40s and what comes next and still trying to deal with shit or whatever. That's so, pretty um, cool, actually. It is, it's cool, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Best Friends from College, a comedy on Netflix. Uh, then it's going to be Saturday, July the 15th, The Vanilla Ice Project. Mm. I did not steal that song. <laughs> mine, there it goes. Ding, 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 ding. And mine goes. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> like, <bro>. Definitely stole <laughs> that. Fucking queen. Stop. Step from somebody that's not queen. <laughs> collaborate and listen. I don't, I don't. I still don't understand what he wanted us to collaborate on. I don't. I neither do. You know, I. like I'll stop. 
and I'll listen. But, but what's the collaboration on? You want me to sing with you? Want me to send you some lyrics? Maybe, maybe he want he wants to sing with him possibly. But then it should but, say but stop listening and stop. collaborate. Yeah, you're doing a lot. Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing. It's it's a lot to ask of a teenager in the '90s. It is. It you is. Know. All right. So. Take it easy, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, the Vanilla Ice Project's uh, reality show that, on the Do It Yourself Network at 10 p.m. What, what is the Vanilla Ice Project? Um, he takes homes and like, break, oh, I actually watched the show one, uh, one time. Uh, so they, it'll, it'll be like a, a man and a wife or a couple or whatever, and they have a home, and they want to like um, add like a deck or an extra room or do this kind of stuff or whatever. So he'll, um, he'll put them in a room with a uh, sledgehammer and whatever tools they need, mm-hmm. and he puts a timer on them. He was like, all right, I'm going to give you this amount of money to fix this room or renovate this room or make it bigger, whatever, wherever they're at. But if you don't finish it within the timer, you just got a fucked up ass room, and I'm not doing anything <laughs> you know so he, he, he makes couples destroy their house with a sledgehammer <laughs> you know? and, and it's like it's pretty cool because like the husband is like working fast as shit like by the time they get halfway in because like all right my house is all already destroyed i gotta go all the way or we get nothing but a lot of the times the wife or she's like sentimental about the things that she's not wanting to destroy the house so fast <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is it's so it's like fuck this we're getting through million dollars <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i i i love that someone had that idea because mm-hmm. if it's if vanilla ice didn't have the idea mm-hmm. there was someone in a room yeah. that said i want people to destroy their house on a timer mm-hmm. and if they manage to renovate it we'll pay them yes and then some other dude in the corner was like let's what? get vanilla ice to host it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what? What? <laughs> Get out! You're not. You don't even work here. You're like the fucking. <laughs> you're the coffee guy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Where the fuck this guy come from? <laughs> yeah, because Vanilla Ice has been gone for years. For years, he hasn't been seen since Ninja Rap and Ninja Turtles Two. Secret this of the is Ooze. the biggest thing he's done, I think, in terms of like Recently, television yeah. or something. Yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. It's fucking weird that it's Vanilla Ice. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. It is. <laughs> um, the uh, the last show that we have for a television this week is going to be Sunday, July the sixteenth. Game of Thrones. Yes, Game of Thrones. I cannot freaking wait. All right, there's a word that I meant to look up yeah. because I don't understand this word. <laughs> what All is right. the word? It's a penultimate. Penultimate. That's uh, uh, before the last. All right. Yeah. All right. Like it, 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 may, it would make sense that that's what it is because Game of Thrones, this is the season before the last, yeah. but I had never seen this word before in my life. <laughs> yeah, penultimate. So, uh, I know that because it's a common word in Spanish. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right. Penultimo. That's what it means in Spanish. All right. Yeah, there you go. Didn't understand that either. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones is a drama fantasy show on HBO at 9 p.m. Sunday, July the 16th. Uh, the penultimate season of HBO's hit series will run for just seven episodes. Um, critics will not receive the premiere in advance, so oh. reviews will arrive after the episode airs. Oh, that's I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. You know, like, I guess I can do it now. They're just like, fuck you, watch the show like yeah, everybody just, else. Just watch those. We're seven seasons in or so. Like, fuck that. Just Seven watch seasons in and the industry has been sucking our dick for six of those. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Fuck I don't you. know if this show has staying power. And not, not staying power. Um, uh, what's it when you, when you go back and uh, rewatch. rewatch? Yeah, like rewatch, rewatchability. Um, I recently went back and rewatched Mad Men, one mm-hmm. of my favorite shows of all time. I rewatched uh, The Wire. I don't know if I'll be able to do that with Game of Thrones. Because it's so heavy. It's, v- it? it's very heavy. Like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. But, but let's enjoy it while we have it. Anyway, but that's uh, Sunday, July the 16th, Game of Thrones, HBO 9 I think it's one of those shows that you wait five years and you go like, oh, fuck, I own all of the Game of Thrones. Let me watch season one. I guess. That's possible. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The next thing we have, movies. Uh, first thing is Lady Macbeth. 
Lady Macbeth. Lady Macbeth. That's, I mean, she was one of my, she's my favorite character of any of Shakespeare's written characters really? ever. Yeah, from nice. uh, the Macbeth movie. Well, Macbeth story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lady Macbeth is an 89-minute runtime. It's a drama, has an 83 meta score, set in the 19th century rural England. A young bride who has been sold into marriage to a middle-aged man discovers an unstoppable desire within herself as she enters into an affair with a worker on her estate. All right. There'll be there's nobody of uh, of note that you may know. That's weird. That they're doing Macbeth as a movie like in twenty seventeen. Yeah. You would think that people would just be like, "That's not gonna make money." I I don't know. I, I think there's I don't, I don't. There there was a line in the Spider Man movie, and um, do you remember in history of cinema or or just in lines class or anything mm-hmm. like that where we talked about how. Uh, movies reflect what the time that we're in mm-hmm. and how Spider-Man was... Um, oh, one thing, I love the diversity of that cat. Of the no, cast. Yeah, I great. mean, even the, like the school students, you know, interracial dating and black and white and Asian kids, like uh, the, the cast was amazing. But, um, but like seeing a sign of the times and um, one of the standout lines for me in the movie was earlier on, uh, Michael Keaton character say this is this is a changing world and it's now time that we change with it. Yeah, you know, and it's it's really that is really what's happening here right now. I mean, the world is definitely changing, and I feel like we're going to get some of that in Macbeth. You can take your old movie, but you have to bring in what's the happening, new ideas, the yeah. new ideas. And and I know. totally agree. It's just like it's such a weird movie it to come out is. in 2017. Yeah, definitely. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Uh, but I I I love old like period pieces yeah. because they reflect modern time values presented with like antique. Yeah. Like or old fashioned. Uh, presentation, yeah, and I and I and I love that. It, it's gonna be interesting. I just it's just a weird movie to come it, out. Oh yeah, I'm probably not gonna see it either. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it look it looks awesome. Uh, the next thing is uh, the big sick. It's a 120-minute runtime. It's a comedy romance, 87 uh, meta score. A rundown, a couple deals with their cultural differences as their relationship grows. Oh, I know this. Uh, Punjami, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nanjiani. Nanjiani. And uh, and Ray Romano. Cool. So that's that's officially out now. Uh, the next thing is going to be Wish Upon. Wish Upon is a 90-minute runtime fantasy horror thriller. A teenage girl discovers a box that carries magic powers and a deadly price for using yep, them. Yep, I know that one. That sounds all right. It's uh, the trailer was uh, was pretty interesting. Yeah, I saw, I've seen the trailer like two times, uh, but ah, it, it looks it yeah. looks all right. All right, not too bad. I like how simple it was. Like yeah. the description was very simple. The movie's 90 minutes. Like I, I I'm hoping it's all right. Uh, the next thing is going to be, well, the, the last thing is uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. I do not give a shit. It has a uh, a 140-minute runtime listed as an action-adventure drama science fiction thriller, a 78-meta score. Uh, the rundown. Don't af- give a fuck. <laughs> after the apes suffer unimaginable losses, Caesar wrestles with uh, darker instincts and begins his own mythic quest to avenge his kind. Uh, the director is Matt Reeves. It stars uh, Woody Harrelson, and that's about it. Don't give a shit about nah. what Planet of the Apes. Zero percent. Stop. Yeah. Stop 0%. making them. That they stop. They're the, not good. The first one. I mean, the, the first one is like uh, the sixties, I guess it was. Yeah. Uh, Charleston Heston. That movie is amazing. Well, yeah, because of all the shit it's trying to say about humanity. Yeah. But then they just turn into movies about fucking monkey Which, gore porn. Yeah. Yeah. That, no. Which is a sentence that, admittedly, I didn't think I was going to say. But that, I like that, though. But I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's it for, uh, for movies and television, though. God, stop making Planet of the Apes. Stop. Stop. Yeah, please. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anything else? I think that's it, right? We, we might see a decline with that as well. We were talking about the decline in, um, in the franchises. Yeah, they're definitely not going to. 
Like franchises have just been like, oh, we can make more money if we make another Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, it's, you mm, thought. Nope. Now you're going to pay Javier Bardem with the money that you didn't make. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 oh, fuck. I'm so glad that like Baby Driver came out this year. Yep. Spider-Man, even though it is a franchise, mm. it's like the new start of a franchise. Yeah. Uh, so, but it, it also felt original enough to kind of stand on its own. Mm. I like that these IP nows are going to be more focused on like what's releasing and not setting up a franchise over franchise mm. anymore because fuck that bullshit. Hey. Anyway. I mean, that's we're, we're just at the beginning of it because, I mean, 10 years from now, the franchises that were new, that were heralding as the new IPs, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to do so well that they're going to get a sequel, yep. and then a third, and then a fourth. So by the time you're in your 30s, you're like, I remember when these movies are just coming out, and it was great. And yeah. now we're get, looking at Spider-Man Homecoming 7. <laughs> you know, after they, they're going to milk it all they can out of it. Peter Parker's like limping. He's just like <laughs> lost a leg. In the, yeah. If they get fucking silly after a while. They do. Anyway. <laughs> fucking, that's it for today's episode. Hey. Uh, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, go watch it. Yes. Uh, it's a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking you can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS podcast uh, you can find us on Facebook at the FFS podcast uh, SoundCloud Stitcher Google Play Music and iTunes podcast app on the name for film's sake and uh, my personal Twitter handle is at Brown Archija and Chris is this is that T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z hey hey that's it guys uh, thank you guys for listening mm-hmm. and we will be back next can, can we do a real quick thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there there, there was, um, I, I was at a get-together, and I was talking to a friend, and he was saying that he's only listening to episodes as they come out, mm-hmm. you know, as a release. Um, just if you're listening to us right now, if you're listening to us on uh, on iTunes, press the feed button, and you can go back and listen to older episodes. If you listen to us on SoundCloud, scroll down, you can mm-hmm. listen to older episodes. So uh, we have, what, 76? 76 right now. 76 yeah. episodes now, so um, there's lots of content available. So there you, is. You don't have Every to Every one is like an hour and a half, dude. Every <laughs> single one so yeah there's lots of content and uh yeah thanks yeah okay uh we'll see you guys next week cheers